Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with another installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast. I'm not even going to say your daily podcast or your favorite football team because I'm not too sure how many people are loving the Texans right now. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman, your football analyst for the Houston Texans for the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back for another episode of Locked On Texans, your news every day. Um, for today's episode, right, we are going to discuss, of course, the biggest news, why Deshaun Watson is mad. And he has a valid reason to be upset. We're also going to look at the possibility of trading Deshaun Watson and the business side of the chaos that has been taking place over at 16 and Kirby for the last 18 months. And we really can go back a little bit further, but specifically the last 18 months, we're going to look at the chaos that has been transpiring off of 16 and Kirby. And also the Houston Texans will have the press conference where Nick Casario will have his press conference for Houston uh, later today. So uh, gonna talk about some of the things that we are looking forward to hearing from Nick moving forward and how he can establish himself as the general manager. Now, you know, let's take a look at what we've learned in the last 24 to 48 hours, right? John McClain is the first to break the news that Nick Casario will be introduced as Houston's next general manager. Mixed reviews across the board later that night, Deshaun Watson's tweets, which is later taken down, but it was liked by J.J. Watt, right? But why is Deshaun Watson mad? Why did he tweet some things never change? Well, I'll tell you why. And right before we actually did this show, tonight is Thursday when we were pre-recording for Friday, right before we did this show, the article dropped. We get some more news by Adam Schefter. And if Adam tweets it or Adam writes it nine times out of 10, it's pretty damn accurate. And what we were finding out is Watson offered his input on potential GMs. The Texans neither considered nor consulted with those endorsed by their franchise quarterback. Uh, additionally, the Texans did not inform Watson that they intend to hire Casario and he found out about the hire on Tuesday on social media. I took a pause there because you know when operating with thousands of employees and you have to operate operate to a uh, to to a place where Everything must work like a will or a machine in order to bring in profit, in order to sustain success. The smallest detail matters. And in this case, the smallest detail would simply be communication. Communication has been lost in translation with Cal McNair, Jack Easterby. We can go all the way back 18 months ago, Bill O'Brien, everything has been lost in translation with Deshaun Watson in order to sustain success. Now that's important because as we mentioned, he has never had a losing season as a starting quarterback as long as he's healthy and played all of the, every game on the schedule. 
right? That's important because when you start to go through a lot of losing, your morale personally, it just goes down. Let's take a look at Jamal Adams in New York. He never lost that much. Go back to high school, his time in college, gets to New York and he's not making the playoffs. We can look at his interview from last week and, and he's so excited, he doesn't know how to react to certain questions. And his response was, this is the first time I've been to the playoffs in the NFL. Right now, Deshaun has had some playoff experience. He's had a playoff win under his belt. He's had some success in this league, but overall, four and twelve is not going to cut it. Uh, what you guys allow with Bill O'Brien is not going to cut it. And for you to not even tell me that you're hiring somebody, if we even get past the fact that you didn't consult none of the people that I had on the list, and you didn't even reach out to none of those that I endorsed. What does that what does that mean? Some things never change because it didn't it, originally the problem was I'm finding out about it on social media when DeAndre Hopkins gets traded. Right? And then oh yeah, I'm getting David Johnson in the second rounder back. By the way, trading him to the uh Arizona Cardinals, the reasoning behind that trade specifically to Arizona was because Kyler Murray is still on his rookie deal. And then when you see Stephon Diggs go to Buffalo, who's still on his rookie deal, I mean, uh, quarterback Josh Allen is still on his rookie deal. And look at the overhaul they got back for Stephon Diggs. So some things never change. Not only am I finding out late, but you're making the move based off personal feelings that does not benefit this team. At least we have to see because like we mentioned later on, we hear from Nick Casario, and I can't wait to hear what he has to say in order to establish himself as the new general manager. But with all of this going on, how would you expect Deshaun Watson to not talk to some of his boys in that locker room and say, hey, man, listen, I, I don't know if I could, I, I regret signing this extension. Not only that, what we've known from Deshaun Watson since he's become a Houston Texan, and some of you guys that may listen and a lot of you fans out there who you want this serious prototype of quarterback, right? You want, you want a Tom Savage. So every year you can, you can complain. Well, if we were one quarterback away, that's the type of guys you are. You want a Brock Osweiler. So you can be good enough and then complain. We had a quarterback. You got a quarterback, but you complain that he smiles, right? That's, that's the type of guys that some of you guys are. You don't like that. He smiles. But if the leader of this team is talking to some of his boys and saying, you know what, man, I don't know if I can do this with this organization no more. That means it's going to trickle down. Zach Cunningham, man, I don't know, man. Hey, if you're not here, shoot. Brandon Cooks, man, I just told them I don't want to get traded because I want to play with you. But if you're not here, hey, man, <laughs> trade me. J.J. Watt, who's in the last year of his contract a Houston Texan great, maybe the greatest in the franchise history, not even maybe the greatest player to come through in the red, white, and blue for Houston. We know he was already on the line of whether or not to leave or stay or whatever the case is. And it sucks. Everybody's having their own personal feelings about this thing, right? Like Houston sports has been on fire for a very long time. You got four and 12 in the NFL. You got whether or not certain players will return to the Astros, and then you have James Harden, whether or not he's going to be back in Houston or whether he wants to be traded. 
when we look at this, I think, Cody, this is a, a pure travesty, a disrespect, a slap in the face, a spit on the feet. It, it, everything that you can say that's disrespectful, this is what it is because I'm letting you know if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm letting you know how I feel, what I think would work best. Cody, I'm not sure what to say anymore. It's just disrespectful, you know, and it's funny that you talked about the other two franchises that's in this city. Well, you got one franchise, regardless how you feel about the James Harden situation, at least the Houston Rockets tried. They consulted James Harden. They gave this man everything he wanted in the world. Just didn't work out that way. Then you have the Astros. It's just really unfortunate what happened with them. That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. And by the way, be sure to check out Locked On Rockets and Locked On Astros to hear more about those problems. But here on Locked On Texans, man, at the end of the day, it's just disrespectful. And I'm about to take it here. I really do think that this is some type of racism because it doesn't make any no other sense for you to have one of the most valuable players in the National Football League, probably one of the most valuable players in sports, and you don't consult him at all. That's all I can say is just racism. Forget, and then, forget consulting. Yeah, you like, didn't even you, he, he had to learn how on Twitter. And, and the man, and, and like you say, John, this is not the first time that he has found out about significant news about his organization on social media. He they didn't even have the audacity to call him up and say, "Hey, Deshaun, you know what? I know Hopkins is your boy, but." It's not working out here between him and management. We're going to have to let him go. And we have. They didn't even have the audacity literally after a little bit over 24 hours after this man told us. And like I say, if he told us, I'm pretty sure he is sharing that same exact news with members of the Texans organization. What he wanted to see, how he wants to be involved. Hey, Deshaun, I understand you wanted X, Y, and Z to be the next general manager, but we're going to go with Nick. We think Nick is a little bit more of a fit. At the end of the day, I just think that there is some type of racism that's going on here. And, of course, it stems from Deshaun Watson being a black quarterback. And I also want to mention at the end of the day, outside of Watson and the players on the field, I actually feel kind of bad for Nick because he's walking into a situation where this man has not had an opportunity to draft a player fire someone in the organization, make a trade that can actually bring this, this team into championship contention, but he's walking into a big mess and it's not really his fault because you brought this guy in to make your organization better and get them back to championship contention. But now he might be stuck with the possibility of, of, of juggling whether or not you need to trade your franchise star. You know, before we move on to the business side of things, I want you guys to check this out. It's reported that this time Watson had meetings with Texas owner Cal McNair in several instances, sharing thoughts on certain candidates who came highly recommended, with Watson suggesting that the team at least talk to them. At least talk to them. He did not expect Houston to hire those endorsed. He did not expect to for Houston to hire those endorsed but Watson was hoping the Texans would respect the feelings of the group of teammates he was trying to represent. The Texans, however, did not act on their quarterback's thoughts, charged ahead with a hire that mattered too much to a smaller circle than the one Watson was trying to aid. Watson is a man of the people. I said this earlier. He is a representative of his players. 
And he, if, if this, remember when they got fined? What did I tell you? He was a man of the people. I, I, got, I just got this money, y'all good. And that's the type of leadership that we have in Houston on the field at quarterback, but up top, everybody's selfish. And I saw that uh, Jack Easterby clip of him preaching on stage, it was whack. It was, it was really whack, and I'm gonna be honest with you. If that's what he's doing to get Cal McNair under his spell, I hate to see Cal McNair go to a Baptist church on, on, on Easter Sunday. I hate to see that, boy, I tell you that. But I tell you what, me and Cody are not the only ones that feel this way. You guys listen to the podcast, you guys tweet us. So here's what we want you to do for the rest of this offseason. 737-471-6148. That is 737-471-6148. We'll also leave that number in the description so you guys can see that whenever we promote the show because guess what we want to hear from moving forward? You guys, call that Google number, leave a voicemail, and we'll play that on the following show. We got to hear from y'all. We got to because we're not the only ones pissed in this situation. It's you, us, Watson, the whole city of Houston. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost 353 99 at advance a big chain store but it only costs 216.79 at rockauto.com chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com thank god 2020 is over it doesn't seem like we're going to get a lot of difference in 2021 but at least we know that the year of 2020 is mercifully over and you know what it is time for a new fresh start and a few more wins if you're betting this year and want more wins listen to locked on bets with your boy q and lee sterling of paramount sports they're picking college basketball football and nba locks all winter long subscribe to locked on bets wherever you get your podcasts and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Cody Davis Johnson, sports guy Hickman. As we all know, Deshaun Watson is not happy with this organization right now. And with him not being happy means we're starting to hear rumbles that he can potentially ask for a trade. Now, we're not about to get into the whole should they trade Deshaun Watson, should they not trade Deshaun Watson, because one, 
unless this situation gets really, really ugly over the next couple of months, I still believe that Watson is going to be the starting quarterback for the Texans at the start of the 2021 season. Now, will that be his last season? Well, that's a whole nother conversation. I hope we do not approach. However, I will like to say this, Cody. I mean, he still does kind of hold the power because he has a no trade clause. So he can waive that depending on the destination that he'd be traded to. And so Houston can feel trades. And if, and if that's something that Deshaun Watson personally does not want to go to, like if he's getting traded to, I don't know, to somewhere like Chicago, and I don't know why that rumor has been getting a lot of steam, but let's say that's in there. Then, yeah, I'll go to Chicago. Wave it. So, worth it to know. You know, knowing that we are sitting here talking about the possibility of trading Deshaun Watson, I'm not looking at it from an on-field standpoint. I'm literally looking at this from a business standpoint. And I'm literally talking to Cal Magnera more than anybody because at the end of the day, he is the reason why this organization has basically been in free fall ever since his dad unfortunately passed away. Well, I think it was what two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. But John and listeners out there, especially you listeners, loyal fans of this organization. Do you realize that there is a possibility that we might be looking at a team who has lost in the, in the span of 24 months, Jadavion Clowney, DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to throw JJ Watt in there because I'm pretty sure Watt is not liking what he has seen from this organization. And he's most likely is going to be the next domino to fall in Deshaun Watson. How bad would that be for Cal Magnara's business? That is going to be terrible. Because, John, listeners, I don't know if you guys remember, but let's just take a trip back two years ago. Let's let's go into the 2018 season, which unfortunately is looking like the height of the Deshaun Watson era in Houston. You go to a Texans game, those four guys that I just named, we're not sitting here talking about a so-called departure from, let's say, Carlos Hyde or if Justin Reed was to demand a trade or David Johnson. And that's no disrespect to them. But you're talking about four guys, everywhere you look, had a poster in front of the NRG Stadium. Wherever you go in Houston, those four guys that I just named, especially Deshaun, JJ, and DeAndre, billboards all over the place, H-E-B commercials, those were mainly the four guys, especially those other three that you always seen. John. I'm pretty sure the possibility, and I do believe it's very slim to none, but let's just say, for example, if they do move this guy, the Texans, they're probably going to be the lowest attendance in the NFL. They already, and this was even with Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt on your team, they were already starting to lose viewerships. Like Their viewership numbers in these last four to five weeks were terrible. This is very bad for their business. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting aspect to look of it, look at it because, you know, ultimately, overall, here's a couple of things that we know. We don't know how the NFL will move forward with allowing fans in the stadium. So the money, you know, when you look at the money that can possibly come in, the revenue, that may already be cut down because of the limitations, right? Let's take a look at that. You can only, uh, you're only allowed, what was it this year? Was it 10,000 fans or 22,000 fans at home? in the stadium, you're missing out on more than a half of the revenue you could make. Now, let's say fans really boycott because we've seen it. 
we've seen it before. Like if 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 fans, the only organization that I can think of that did not boycott because their team was so bad are the Browns. Like I went to Cleveland a few years ago, and Cleveland fans out there love the Browns because they just they know it's a it was a thing to lose up until they got Baker Mayfield and they drafted Nick Chubb, brought in uh, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham, so their expectations changed, but. They were like going to the games happy. Like, we're gonna go lose one today. Y'all ready to lose? Let's go lose. But well, Houston doesn't want to go through that. It's Cleveland. Outside it is, of LeBron it is Cleveland. James, what what does Cleveland have to root for? I don't know. And that downtown sucks. But you can you can make the case that in the last eighteen months, everything Houston has lost and the possibility, which won't happen, like we mentioned, of Deshaun Watson even mentioning wanting to get traded and pissing him off and continuously being or trying to be and replicate and imitate the New England Patriots here in Houston, that just, it doesn't sit well. Overall, the business aspect of it, you look at it like this, COVID COVID is affecting numbers and money. Now fans may boycott. And on top of that, what if we're not even watchable anymore? Like, of course, you're gonna get your CBS but are you going to get any national time? Are you going to get any national games? So that takes away money. And everything that Houston is really setting themselves up for, it just seems like pure disaster. The money side will be affected. And if the money side is affected, then everybody going to feel it. Right? And you also, we, we mentioned the players. Look at Amy Pouchett. They got fired. Look at Chris Olsen. They got fired. Brian Gaines. Got fired. Look at all of those. Uh, Brass Sealy retired. Look at all of these people that say, you know what? Before we saw it, they're talking. They're in the, they're in the conference room. They're at the coffee machine getting coffee. They're, the, they're having a water break. They know what's going on. They've been knowing what's going on. And as soon as Jack used to be stepped into that uh, organization, the morale, which was supposed to be his job to keep up, goes down. All of this is going down. And I think it's funny that not only with the business side of things, and I'm, and I'm kind of hinting at what we'll talk about in a little bit, but the new GM, Nick Casario, and uh, the owner, Cal McNair, they are now running the search for the new head coach. So that search firm that you brought in, it's non-existent, right? Doesn't even matter anymore. And on top of that, some of those candidates might not get interviewed who were previously approached under the former setup group under that search firm that set up the interviews they might not even get reached out to so what did i mention yesterday it looks like joe brady would be lined up to be the next head coach all of these things each move will affect the texans business and then that'll trickle down to the texans players actually the players in the, in the business are already going hand in hand because Fire Jack Easterby was number one trending topic on Twitter, and players are pissed. Fans are pissed. Everybody's pissed. But Bobby Pellet is doing A-OK in his office as the uh, owner of the Houston Texans. Chances that the Texans get it right on head coach. What are the chances? Like, I can't wait to see the odds that they retain Deshaun Watson or they trade him. Like, there's like a 18-1 to odds that they trade Deshaun Watson. I can't wait to see all of this because Vegas knows. Vegas, 
Vegas and their insiders always know something we don't know. But if you can't go to Vegas physically and you want to still make some money, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. You know, Cody, in the previous segment, you mentioned how this is this could possibly be uh, racism, right? And here's why I I agree with your statement, but here's what I want to say towards that. Because Houston did look at Marvin Lewis, and they also interviewed Jim Caldwell, right? They also interviewed Lewis Riddick, right? And I will say that the, the attempt to interview them, whether or not that is a you know clear racism or not, I can't speculate on that. Now, I will say that listening to a black man and listening to his preferred candidates is where I would say that is a slap in the face of boy staying your place. And that is where um, I would say not the fact of interviewing or not interviewing, just the fact that I'm not listening to you and I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's fine. Continue to do what you want to do. But understand this. You have fans of all walks of life, of all races, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, that clear as day tweet us, tweet themselves, tweet everybody else in the, in the Houston media that this guy is a, you know, I wasn't going to say excuse my language, but I'm sure that some people may listen to this while they're around their kids, so I'll keep it clean. This guy is a moron. Now, of course, fans on Twitter say more than that. Of course, they are a lot more explicit. And, and of course, whether or not we share their ideas and and I can't wait to hear their ideas, of course, at 737-471-6148. Again, that is 737-471-6148. Call that number, that Google number and leave a voicemail. We'll get back to your statements or questions. But I mean, golly, it's really bad. Now, as far as Nick Casario and his um, press conference later on to introduce himself, Cody, what exactly are you looking for in his press conference when he comes out? I mean, a, your typical press conference from a guy that's taking over as a general manager. How is he going to build a team, championship contention? And, of course, starting with fixing this team that Bill O'Brien has made or, I'm, you know what, fix the mess that Jack Easterby made because at this point I don't even know the difference between a Jack Easterby screw-up and a Bill O'Brien screw-up at this point. But now – and this is why I said earlier in the first segment, I kind of feel bad for Nick because I know majority of the questions are going to be tailored towards, have you talked to Deshaun Watson? Um, how much on board did you know Deshaun Watson was for your hiring? Um, do you think you would be able to build a relationship with Deshaun Watson? Similar to what I witnessed a couple weeks ago when the Rockets brought in Raphael Stone and everyone is questioning whether or not James Harden talked to the new head coach and Steven Silas and the new general manager. It's going to be a similar situation. However, we're looking at two different topics and two different conversations. The Rockets were forced into the problem that they were experiencing and the Texans basically put their own self in this situation. So I'm not looking for much. All I know is we're going to get the same old, same old. Well, here's what I'm expecting to see or hear 
or here's what I want to hear. What are you going to do with Jack Easterby? And that's the unfortunate part about that. He's going to have to deal with these questions before we get to how can you fix this defense? Right. And, and I think that's fair because, man, do you think Houston goes 4-12 and without a lot of the moves that's happened since Brian Gain was fired? Hell no. Right? Do you think Houston goes 4-12 and if there was an actual general manager in place last year? No. But the the and I don't really believe in coincidences anymore, right? I mean, I I, I got my fiance and I didn't believe it was a coincidence ten years ago from where we are now. Shout out to her. But you know, I don't I don't I, we don't get paid to believe in coincidences. And this the connecting factor of all of those moves is one guy, right? That's Jack used to be. And the funny thing about it is we have really never heard from Jack Easterby, right? I mean, we saw his clip on Twitter yesterday. And I mean, like I said earlier, that was kind of whack, but um, we haven't heard much. So what are you going to do with him? You now have the power to say, you know, we are not going to put him in this position. We're not going to put him in this position. And that's what I want to hear um, first. Or overall, secondly, what are you going to do about this Deshaun Watson situation? Because, I mean, maybe even more important than Jack Easterby because he doesn't actually win you games. And on top of that, he hasn't actually made an improvement to your team to actually help you win games. Like nothing he's done resulted in games won. The only person that went out there and won those games for you is Deshaun Watson. You would actually have the Dolphins at the number one pick if you did not have Deshaun Watson. Think about that. Think about that. The Dolphins would have the number one pick after going 10 and six or 11 and five, whatever their record was, without Deshaun Watson. Do you understand what I'm getting at? So what is Nick Casario, who played with a six-time Super Bowl, the greatest quarterback of all time, the most accomplished quarterback of all time with Tom Brady, you've played with a dynamic, uh, been a part of an organization with a dynamic quarterback before now you're stepping in an organization who wants to be like the organization you just came from when multiple patriot representatives on this team that should not be here but yet you got the opportunity so we're not attacking you but what we will attack is if you do not come in and have a clear set plan to fix the relationship with Deshaun Watson heal it with this organization and then understand that we want to see something change with Jack Easterby and then understand that you have to get prepared because you do not have that much cap space and then what are you going to do about the draft how we how will you go about that process and scouting and then getting some dubs and turning this four and 12 season that we just previously had around I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Like I said, don't forget to give us a call at 737-471-6148. This number will also be in the description of the show whenever we drop it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, 
your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.